Lauren Hill on Metro FM. You're listening to The Bridge. 16 after 11. It's Health Tuesday. Time for us to reflect on mind, body and soul. We're speaking to urologist Dr. Gabo Ijane, uh, who explains today erectile dysfunction. We're talking particularly erectile dysfunction. It affects both men and women. Um, when you are in a relationship with a man who has who the problem, has a problem, mm. erectile dysfunction, how do you, and he doesn't want to talk about it, he mm. doesn't want to address it, mm. it's affecting your sex life, it's affecting those areas that are personal and Absolutely. intimate, and it affects him mm. as well, his ego, his mm. pride, and all of these things. He becomes fragile. How do you then bring him out of that cave and that fragile sometimes, cave? And sometimes even aggressive towards you because mm-hmm. they don't know how to deal with it and also embarrassed. Absolutely. Sure. So today we're talking about it. Erectile dysfunction, also known as impotence, uh, is a type of sexual dysfunction characterized by the ability to develop or maintain an erection of the penis during sexual activity. And erectile dysfunction can have psychological consequences as it can be tied to relationship difficulties, as we've mentioned, as well as self-image. On the line with us is Dr. Gabo Ijane. Dr. Gabo, welcome to The Bridge. Thank you for taking the time to chat to us. This is quite a serious one. Hi, good morning, guys, to, and to the listeners. Mm, Yes, good morning. Let's start first by unpacking how a man gets an erection first prior to discussing how he loses an erection. Yeah. uh, Let's just... uh, uh, Your introduction was quite nice. I actually enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Uh, In the the sense that uh, uh, it is a a relationship and a couple's problem uh, in many instances in the sense that... uh, the partner uh, inadvertently get affected by this condition. Uh, and in many instances, because of probably the patriarchal society that uh, we're still growing into and living under, uh, men and penis has become one. So it's like uh, men's penis is attached so much to their egos and mm, everything mm. else, to the point that when something goes wrong there, or even if there is an impression that something went wrong there, then usually they are shattered, they are destroyed, and then it's all these other issues that follows through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to your question, uh, a penis is just uh, made of three cylinders. So we've got two uh, top cylinders which are uh, side by side. Mm-hmm. You can say one is on the left, one is on the right. Mm-hmm. And below those cylinders is one also which has got... Uh, pipe where men will then use that pipe to pass urine and to urinate with. The cylinder underneath eventually become a little bit of uh, what will be what will be the glance penis or what we will look like a nopkiri when a penis is engorged or when a man has got an erection. Uh-huh. Okay. Now within this is just a network or a maze of muscles, blood channels and nerves. Uh-huh. So for an erection to be, uh, forget about what brought about that erection, uh, whichever stimulation it could have been. Mm -hmm. You need blood to flow into the penis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once blood has flown into the penis, it goes through all this maze, which is made of smooth muscles. Those muscles must relax so -hmm. that then you get a stretching and engorgement. When that process is happening, blood must then be locked inside the penis long enough to attain and uh, maintain uh, 
and adequate direction for sexual uh, gratification. Now, uh, this is brought about by a network of what we will call hormones, which are proteins, some chemicals, some uh, substances in our body, calcium, etc., etc., and then you will get an erection. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, either with an ejaculation or even if the ejaculation doesn't come about when something happens and the blood flow decreases, the channels that were locked to keep blood in the penis now open and blood leak out, and then you get uh, an erection is now lost, which medically we call it sense, but let's just call it now you get a flaccid penis. So all that is necessary for an erection. Uh, in the sense that uh, there are many now diseases which can disturb all those processes. Yes, what are the causes? Mm. Yes, yeah, mm. it, it, it is now uh, very obvious to most listeners and probably to yourself that if now you cannot get blood flowing into the penis, mm. that mm. will lead you into an erection, erectile dysfunction. If the blood that has flown into the penis cannot be kept there, that will be an erectile dysfunction. And if the muscles that are supposed to relax to allow the blood to stay in there with an engorged penis, that will lead to an erectile dysfunction. Now, everything that affects blood flow in the system, and just to make it very simple, there are big four ones here, uh, will be uh, sugar diabetes or Mm -hmm. the diabetes mellitus. Mm -hmm. Uh, High blood pressure will just come into there. Uh, Problems of high fats in your bladder, uh, cholesterol that is very, very high, and then obviously uh, things that then damages these vessels like smoking, mm. neuronal diseases, and then of course right at the end you can now add different hormones and different medications. Can I ask you Do- something, doctor? When it comes to blood flow, right? Yes. I would imagine that uh, masturbation can, occur, can cause excessive blood flow. Would this possibly mean that excessive masturbation could also trigger erectile dysfunction? No, 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 not really. Uh, excessive, it's a very subjective thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody will think if they've been busy for a minute, that's excessive. Somebody will think if they've been busy for an hour, it's excessive. Mm-hmm. So we, I, I'll shy away from saying uh, uh, masturbation. Masturbation is, is a good thing, by the way, and uh, it should be encouraged mm-hmm. because uh, sex is like sport. Uh, the more you do it, the more you need it, and the better you get at it. It, mm-hmm. it is that simple. Mm-hmm. So uh, we shouldn't shy away uh, from encouraging men out there uh, we'll stick to men today, to masturbate. So mm. they should masturbate. Right. Uh, but the practices should not end up with injuries where now <laughs> you've got bruising and mm. everything because those minor little traumas can end up with uh, defects later on uh, in, in their life. Jeez, I, mm. What kind of masturbation would that be? That <laughs> That's a very a aggressive one. But before, quick one, also briefly, before we let you go, because we are running out of time, is there a certain age when men can expect to start um, experiencing this? Or, I mean, or, or it just goes, it goes all out? Not really. Uh, mm-hmm. Men can have an erection from from the time they went through puberty up until their death, be it in their hundreds or anything. Mm-hmm. Albeit along the line, you are more likely to then experience different diseases uh, and, and go through different conditions. And of course, what we left, which is very big here, is also stressful. Uh, there's a big psychological component of erection also. Mm-hmm. If you are stressed up, regardless of what is it that is stressing you, be it finance, relationship problem, family mm-hmm. problem, work-related, anything that brings stresses mm-hmm. to your life, also will affect your erection because the tension 
prevent the blood channels to relax nicely and anything else. And some things like smoking, it will make your blood a little bit more now sluggish. Mm. So will cholesterol, they'll make blood sluggish. Now blood is not flowing through mm. there. So a person must generally be healthy mm. to can be a better uh, sexual performer or uh, partner or lover or something like that. Are there good it, and bad enhancers like, you know, your Viagras? How do you, how do you identify a bad enhancer and how do you identify a good one? They are not necessarily the good and the bad, but yeah. of course there are those that are registered as in by the Medical Research Council and the stuff that you buy over the counter. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you buy on the, over the counter with lots of funny names that exist. And of course, there are also traditional stuff that people get to take. I cannot Basically. dwell into those because it's such a wide variety of Absolutely. stuff which mm-hmm. we do not know what is in and mm-hmm. what is not. Uh, Viagra. Cialis Levitra are what we call the PD5s, and they are the first line of treatment, followed by things we call injectables. Mm-hmm. And right at the end there, you can even end up with the penal prosthesis. So we can give you an artificial penis when you really wow. want a, something that is permanent standing on request. Wow. <laughs> uh, just uh, just um, in closing, um, yes. uh, to the many women that are listening, from a man's perspective, um, from a man who deals with, I, I would assume, fragile egos quite often from, um, you know, treating patients with erectile, erectile dysfunction. How would you advise we approach the matter with our men um, to not further bruise their egos? Mm. Yes, obviously uh, you would know and understand the person that you are with to a certain degree. You you, you know what they're sensitive to, what characters are they, extrovert versus introvert, Marco versus a bit of uh, awakening, etc., etc., for for that out of lack of better word. However, uh, a bit of uh, understanding is very, very important, and we need to uh, detach the word performance out of sex. It, It brings this... Uh, tension and this anxiety and this stress that uh, I am not going to be able to perform. Perform. It's like now you are wrapped up. So people must know that uh, you... Intimacy should be beyond penetrative sex. Mm. So if you just be intimate, be fun together, Mm. uh, have just uh, jolly moments, and do not attach uh, some sort of a measuring scale that the person must perform, and if they don't perform, it's a problem, you'll realize that even if somebody had a flop and a bit of a mistake and they lost an erection along the line, they'll probably pick it up at a later stage. Mm. However, where there are real issues, and no matter how intimate, how nice, how sweet, how cuddly you try to be, and they still is still not getting up, just consult your local doctor who will do the basic test. Mm. And if they do not find anything that they themselves can address, they will then pass you to a specialist, a urologist or a sexologist to be able to take it further and assist uh, along the line. But uh, the strength of relationship and the openness of the relationship is key. If the relationship is dysfunctional, you don't have an ED, you've got a dysfunctional relationship. If the relationship is functional, people are open to talk to each other easily about whatever it is, and then we take it further. So in the event that their relationship is dysfunctional, you need a psychologist. Once the relationship is sorted, then you can go check your doctor, and who can then refer you to a specialist. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Gabo Ijani. Enjoy the rest of your day. Much appreciated.